the Leash Today Talking Sport podcast, brought to you in association with Booth Concrete. Booth Concrete provide high-quality concrete products to Leash and the surrounding counties. Thinking concrete, think Booth Concrete. When quality matters. Okay, so it's Leinster minor hurling final day, and it's a been a busy weekend of hurling football in Leash as usual. Every every weekend is busy, but we're going to start with the minor hurlers. Um, not since 1964 have Leash won a Leinster minor hurling title. Now they've lost finals in in 1978, 1990, 1991, and 2013, and there may be another one they lost at that stage. But this evening in a Park, Leash play a home Leinster final against their nearest neighbours, Offaly. Uh, and there's a fair bit of excitement about Alan. This is a big deal. I know it is under 17 and we've often sort of downplayed uh, because it's under 17 and you're talking about 15, 16, 17 year olds. But that is great, like, isn't it? <laughs> oh, God, it is. Jesus, like we, I was talking to somebody in the county board about a month or so ago and, you know, obviously things were, weren't, are not going well across the board, you could say. I mean, the under 20 hurlers. Uh, had a had a chance to beat Wexford and weren't able to do it. Unfortunately, the under twenty footballers the same with Kildare, uh, and obviously the senior teams have not been going great. So I, I, the person that was speaking just said, "God, would it be great if we got one team somewhere?" And by Jesus, the minor hurlers have come and done that. Like I mean, to beat Wexford and then beat Kilkenny, um, you know, just incredible. And now with a chance to to win, and we have to make a correction to the record. I was at. A, we'll talk about it later. But I was. I was at um Clannad and uh, uh Saint Lawrence's, and I was accosted. <laughs> I was accosted. This is a regular was, occurrence. <laughs> yeah, the game was over, and I was getting ready to take a picture, and I was. I was taken away. Uh, to be told that um leash, I, I think I don't know where it came from, but but we had said that, that was the first time they'd beaten Kilkenny since nineteen sixty four at minor level. Yeah. But I was told by a player on that team in 1966 that they beat Kilkenny as well. Nice. And then they were beaten in a Leinster final after that by Offaly, I think. So I've been asked to correct the record that 1966 is actually the last time we beat Kilkenny, not 1964. Uh, and I said, I will absolutely correct the record. I don't know where the figure came from in the first place, but everyone just ran with it. And that's where, <laughs> that's where it went. But that person was playing that day when they beat Kilkenny, so I have no doubt that they're indeed correct. So 1966, we correct the record. Okay, fair play to you. Uh, what, what were they as angry as the Clunas Lee person who emailed at a quarter past ten on Friday night, abusing us from the high heavens that we didn't call them Clunas Lee St. Madman's? No, 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 they weren't <laughs> angry. They just asked for the record to be corrected, that's all. So no, they weren't angry. Yeah, because we got a very, 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 very wordy email on Friday night at quarter past ten for not correct, giving Clunas Lee St. Madman's their correct title. Um, I've had various run-ins with Clunas Lee, St. Manmans and Clunas Lee and their various guises over the year. I played in a coming months school final against Clunas Lee in 1993 and a lad told me he was going to drop kick me. <laughs> <laughs> I played in, again in an under-14 match one time and a lad told me he was going to have me killed by the time I was 18. Had against him in a minor match one year and the same fella said, I haven't forgot what I told you a couple of years ago. <laughs> and I played him in an intermediate semi-final one year and I, I, I shouldered a lad for... Bizarre, or what I was thinking, doing something like that. Went out for a forty-five, and he told me he'd knock every tooth out of my head. So we should <laughs> definitely give them their proper title, like let us say, Bad Mads. But to be fair, like all of those things, 
they were idle words because none of it actually ever came to fruition. None of that thing, none of those things. So you still have all your teeth, yeah, yeah exactly. I, you're okay. You know, so, so, and it's you know, great, great crack in in that. But Clunasly said, man, man, we used to keep reminding ourselves. And the reason it didn't go in was because the Instagram graphic, like, she wouldn't be able to see Clunasly said, man, it's too long, yeah. you know. And we don't refer to St. Lazarian's Abbey Leaks and St. Lazarian's Abbey Leaks, we just call them Abbey Leaks. St. Vincent's Mount Rat. St. Vincent's Mount Rat, and nobody ever um, bats an eyelid. Uh, certainly don't email us at quarter past ten on a Friday night spitting fire but anyway uh, get that off my chest it was it was a mistake we know that the, the history of it is that Clunasley it was the Hurling Club and St. Manman's was the football club and they came together and that's why they're called Clunasley St. Manman's so never again am I going to make that mistake <laughs> <laughs> and you don't make it either <laughs> no I will not <laughs> anyway so we'll just have to correct all these various things Um uh, yeah and that's before that's only that's only the tip of the iceberg really Um so the minor hurlers, like the minor footballers did in the 1990s, it lifted the spirits of the county. Like with some incredible years, like four three All Ireland finals in a row, four Leinster finals in a row, all those replays against Westmead, all that type of crap. So hopefully, this minor hurling team can do the same. And like the messages of goodwill, I see like there's flags up, there's uh, signs in schools, and um, you know my young lad is in school in Stradbally, and we got an email today from the principal encouraging everyone to wear blue and white tomorrow. And that's in Stradbally. It's not hurling country, like you know. So. Um, it's great to see, and that's been replicated. And the, the, the Leash Coming to One School committee are putting in massive work. I think all the kids get a free ticket, even though it's free in anyway. You know? But uh, it's just the sort of uh, it's you have to create a bit of razzmatazz, and they're definitely doing that. And uh, it's a really great atmosphere in the Moor Park tomorrow. Here, for, for people who are sort of like loving old bandwagon, um, give us sort of a bluffer's guide to this Leash Minor Hurling team management, uh, and you know, the players. Yeah. You know, yeah. I was lucky enough to be invited in um, for, uh, they invited me into training um, on, I think it was, was that Tuesday night? Uh, I think it was Tuesday Sometime, night. Yeah, yeah I, was, I was invited in and um, I, I fairness now, they couldn't have been more accommodating. You know, there is sometimes when teams get to finals, like they, they, they change and they go, oh, we're not talking to anybody. And I was laughing actually. I was at, I was in trying to get an interview from Henry Shefflin um after the Galway game, and I was around a couple of the Galway press people, and they were trying to get interviews off players, and none of the players would talk to them, you know. So that that's that's the way it's gone uh, a lot of the players. But Leash Minor Hurlers could have been more accommodating. I uh, got on to Declan Qualter, no problem whatsoever. I came into training, got to meet all the players. We we did little profiles with them, which are on the site. Um and you 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 have uh you've spoken to Damien Carter which we'll hear from later on and uh who's who's with them but look thirty four players on the panel and they range in age from fifteen to seventeen and like I found that being just mind blowing that there's lads of fifteen years of age going to play in a Leinster minor final live like, on telly live on television and one of them's going to start like Cormac Byrne uh from Abbey Leagues is only fifteen like it's it's uh. It's incredible, like you know. Imagine being fifteen and playing in a minor final. I, I, I don't know what I, when I was fifteen, it wasn't it wasn't in my stratosphere anyway. Whatever about anything else, but yeah, like there's there's I think there's three fifteen year olds on it, and the most the majority of them are sixteen, seventeen. Are those fifteen year olds? Are they under fifteen, or are they just going to no. be sixteen later this year? Okay, yeah. No, they, they they will be sixteen at some stage this year. Yeah, um, twelve clubs represented. I think cameras have the have the highest um representation, but then you have uh Clockbalakala. Boris Kilcock. Cameras have got eight lads on the panel, do they? Yeah, cameras have eight lads on the panel. And like, if 
the times that Camerister and County Finals are anything to go by, I'd be getting into a Moor Park early Monday evening if you fancy a seat, because I would say they will pack the place out, because you know what they're like when they get to a county final, they bring everybody, there's no one left, so I, I'd say it'll be quite similar just, here. Just a word on camera, it's like, I'd imagine, I know like, like People have this idea, like it's, it's a massive geographical area, but there's not a huge population in cameras. But to get such an amount, like I'd say their their take up rate in terms of playing hurling must be up above ninety percent. And then to create eight county minors out of like they wouldn't have more than twenty one or two lads between fifteen and and seventeen. And there's eight of them around the county minor panel. Like it's uh, it's incredible. Like they really deserve respect for that. And they're not like talk by the call and. Borisley Cotton, no, Cameras have the most representation, they are the minor champions in that. Um, but deserve huge respect for that. Um, but that's more over. Brock and Riley now is dual player. Kevin Byrne is a dual player. They're the only two dual players. Yeah, the only two dual players. And um, team's captained by Owen Cuddy, who I spoke to on, on Tuesday when I was there. A smashing young fella. Very, look, comes from, I mean, his, his grandfather, PJ Cuddy, is widely considered as probably the best ever if one of the best ever that ever came out of leash um, and Owen is a very very level headed fella um, had a great chat with him on Tuesday Kieran Flynn from from the Harps is the is the vice captain and the team has sort of settled down now I mean the, the, the same starting 15 have started the last three games and they've been named to start this game as well so um, you have Brock and Riley from Portish and the Golds Bobby Murphy from the Harps cornerback I think he's underage again next year Kieran Flynn from the Harps and Joseph Pearson uh, from Clock Balacolla. That's been the, the full back line. Um, Thomas Brennan, Clock Balacolla, Tom Cuddy, Cameras, and Cormac Hogan, Clock Balacolla. And Cormac Hogan played for St. Fergal's Rathdowney in the junior, Leinster Junior final um, during the week last week. And uh, they beat Bine from Meath. Uh, incredible comeback. They were, they were behind for most of the game. Got a run of scores near the end and, and won it by a pint. But he got in, he got a got a bang in the shoulder about 15 minutes into the second half and he went down and you could hear the gasps in the crowd because everybody was thinking, oh God, this lad's been incredible for, for Leash in these couple of games. But thankfully he got up and I believe he is fine. He, he played the rest of the game anyway and, and he was fine for that. So that, they've been the halfback line. Andrew McDonough from Balnakill and Kevin Byrne from Cameras. They've, they've been midfield for the last couple of weeks. And the half-hour line, Ben Deegan is the highest-scoring player in the country. That's some record to have. Um, now, he's probably played maybe more games than than other players, but he's still the highest-scoring forward in the country um, at, at present. Liam Kirby from the Harps has been centre-forward, and Jack Breen from Castletown has been the other wing forward. And then the full forward line has been Owen Cody, the captain, and he's kind of been... He's been named at 13 or 15, but he's been roaming around the field and popping up and uh, and having massive impacts in games. Jerk Quinlan, he obviously got the goal against uh, Wexford and repeated the trick against Kilkenny. So he, he has arrived for goal. He's the younger brother of, of Noah Quinlan from Boris Kilcock. He's, as well. he's a real danger man. Real danger man. And then Cormac Burning beside him. Like, Cormac is minor this year. His brother, Colin, was minor last year and played with the twenties this year, and Kieran is playing with the seniors and scored against Kilkenny. I believe he's going to have some full forward line in a couple of years with the three of them are all together in there. Yeah, yeah. Colin, Kieran, and Cormac. It'll be it'll be hard to stop the three of them if they stay going as they are. Yeah, I know. And like like Quinlan, Ben Deegan, um, 
uh, whose dad Martin is a Stradbally man, but obviously I'd say he gets to hurling because his his, his granddad is Martin Cuddy, the, the famous of the, the same era as PJ Cuddy. But just on PJ, so so there's there's great lineage there with a lot of guys. But just on PJ, it, we did an interview with PJ back to on the lockdown. He did a great interview. He was so sound on the phone. And we couldn't meet anyone at that time. He told me the story. One of the biggest disappointments of his career was in 1978. Leash got to a Leinster under 21 hurling final. He could even, he could may well even have been captain to beat Kilkenny in the semi final, head awfully in the final. And he got sent off in a club league match between the, the under 21 semi final and the final. And back then, the comp- like if you got sent off in one competition, you were suspended for the next, suspended for a for, for a month or something, and missed the Leinster under 21 hurling final. Like and he was never sent off in his career. That was the only time he was sent off in his career. Imagine that as a young fella experiencing that. What referee done that? I want to find that out because Jesus <laughs> Christ, would you not be thinking there's a lad going to miss a count Lenfier County? Good God. Yeah. But that was yeah. What referee did that is right like? And what what CCC of its day actually like would you not have lost the referee's report or something like, you know? <laughs> Put it in the fire, good God. <laughs> Yeah, Jesus. That happened, that, happened, that happened down in Kerry about 15 or 16 years ago. Darrell O'Shea got sent off in a, in a club game with, on Gwailtocht. And everyone knew about it. Like, sure, it was slightly before social media, but it probably wasn't a million miles away. And word spread around the country that Darrell O'Shea had got sent off. Straight set with red cards. So the red cards were probably in. And it was in the papers the next day. And then, needless to say, the freaking report never found it or it was sent off. You know, it, didn't, it wasn't actually sent off and he didn't miss any matches for Kerry. But they changed that rule afterwards. But that that is... Um, that is just look, Damien Carter, we'll hear from Damien Carter. Um, he speaks highly of Offaly. Like, as we said last week, they're managed by Leo O'Connor from Limerick, who, who would have managed a lot of these current Limerick seniors when they were under 21. Um, How did they get him now, I wonder? No, it's a sort of a funny one to have an outside manager as for, for minor level. But this is third year in charge. He was in charge when awfully bet Leash over in Borough during the lockdown that time. And he has uh, the great Johnny Pilkington as one selector. And he has Martin Cashin, who is a Port Leash GA man. He played with Port Leash and played with Offaly in the 80s. And is Martin the current captain in the Heat Golf Club? Yeah. He is. He was, uh, he was in charge of the Fred Perry team that won in Esker Hills for the Heat yesterday. My father was playing. On the really? team and the, the beef, Esker Hills and Martin Cashin was the captain. So, yeah. Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Esker Hills is Lowry's club. Lowry's club, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. But briefly, just on, on the history of it, we'll hear from, from Carter in a minute. But yeah, Leo, that, that's part of their management team. And like, as Carter, Damien Carter says, they didn't play any Leinster teams in practice matches. They were going down to Munster and beating teams in Munster all around them. And they've been highly rated all the way up along. There's Adam Screeny from Kilcormac Kalahi is supposed to be business, did a lot of the scoring against Leash in the group game. The six Kilcormac Kalahi players, they reckon Kilcormac Kalahi won the Division 2 fail at this age group, and they reckon Division 1 was weak that year, so sort of an argument that Kilcormac Kalahi could be one of the strongest club teams in the country at this age group, and the six of the players on this team. Good few dual players as well, as you said last week, Donald Shirley, um, Donald Shirley and Niall Furlong definitely, and there's a few, there could be three or four dual players, so they're... Um, they're, they're a great batch of Offaly players and they've known that this team has been coming all the way along. Um, just Historically, before we go back, we, I spoke to, and I, I was trying to do the piece and it hasn't come about, unfortunately. I spoke to Billy Phelan briefly last week. He was the captain in 1964 when they won the Leinster Minor and famously, they didn't even get the cup because whoever won it the previous year never gave it back. At least Ring Croke Park that they beat, beat Wexford, I think, in the final in Croke Park and we're waiting for the trophy and they said you may go home and go on lads there's no trophy today so imagine back that time no trophy they went and bet 
think it was Mayo in the All Ireland semi final in Burr, and then went to them. They did no training. He was telling me they did no training whatsoever. Like it was an absolute. Joke. They, they got taxis up to the All Ireland final. They, I think they did some training before the All Ireland final against Cork, and they were told to bring their their white togs and two, two pairs of blue socks for the All Ireland final. They got no gear, and they got a bus home. And Billy at the time was working as he spent his career working at it as a nurse, and he couldn't get the Sunday off for the All-Ireland final and he had to do serious bartering to get someone to swap with him. And he says, like, had he... He was going to walk out of the job. He was going to walk out of the job to get to play in the All-Ireland final. And uh, he he didn't. He got, he got a swap or whatever. But a very interesting man with a great story. Never got the cup. Um, and so the, one time Leach did win something at Bider back in 1964 they didn't even get the trophy, which was uh, absolutely mad. Anyway, we'll hear from Damien Carter. And we'll come back and talk about the rest of the, the weekend hurling action. Well, we're delighted now to be joined by Damien Carter. Damien was our former hurling pundit and he was great crack when he was the hurling pundit. But now he's on the other side of the bridge and it's probably all serious, uh, Damien. Damien, when, when you, you were a selector with the Leash Minor Hurlers last year, selector coach, not sure your, your, your full title, but Leash Minor Hurlers last year, you were beaten by seven points by Kildare in Newbridge. What were, you th- were you thinking you were going to be run out of the job like this? Uh, were you, were you, were, or were you looking forward to the 2022 season? Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, we were looking forward to the 2022. Like, you know, Jim Kevin um, works or used to be in the school that I'm teaching in up here in Dublin, Mile Park College. And he comes in, he used to come in every year after with the cup. And, you know, the whole tr- trust the process, trust the process was always drilled in every year he'd come in. So, you know, we had a process last year and it didn't work up in Newbridge. It was a tight pitch and we got caught in the hop and it was knockout championship and we got caught last year. But, you know, we, we stuck with it. We stuck with it this year. And in fairness, it's it's after working so far to get this Leinster final. So it's great to see. But, you know, the structure this year as well, I have to say, has been excellent in the minor championship. Um, I know last year was COVID hit and, you know, they kind of had to go knockout, knockout because of time-wise. But the structure this year, I think, has been brilliant and brilliant for the kind of the, the smaller and the weaker counties, I suppose. Um, challenging the big lads. Yeah, so like you're in the Leicester final on Monday evening against Offaly. It'll be your sixth week in a row to be, to, to be in action. Like you bet Kildare the first day in a Moor Park, you lost by three points to Offaly the next day, scraped by Westmead, and then have knocked mm. out Wexford and Kilkenny on, on successive weekends. I'd say, like, I know you're saying trust the process and all that, but I'd say coming out of Newbridge last year after being well beaten by Kildare. You were hardly thinking that a year later you'd knock Wexford and Kilkenny out of the championship and you'd have a Leinster final in Moor Park to look forward to. Yeah, well, like uh, we, we were back, we, we kind of got back going last October with trials and that, and we cut down the panel after, you know, the, the, the last few weeks of, of December and we were ready to go then in January with, with our 34 lads. And, you know, a good, strong group of lads. There's a lot of them there last year. I think there was 16 off of last year's panel. We're, we're still in range this year. So we knew we had a good basis there and we had a good few lads coming in um, that weren't there last year. Good, strong lads coming in as well. So we knew we had a good, strong panel. You know, we went around the, the country. We played, I think, nine practice games before um, our first championship match this year against Kildare. You know, and you put that in comparison to last year, we had two practice matches before the first championship game against Kildare last year. So, you know, them, them nine challenge games, they, they really taught us a lot. We tried lads in different positions. We tried different tactics. We tried a lot of different things. And, you know, I came to the forward then. And even even that Kildare match now, you'll see, you know, from the Kildare team we had then, to, or from the team starting in Kildare, the team is starting now. There is a few changes since that. So we've been tweaking it every week since. And we think we've found the right formula. But, you know, we're, we're very happy with the lads and how they're going. 
Did you think that you did a decent, like when you started going around playing all those practice matches, like what were the were the results of those encouraged and said, hold on a second, we've we've a fairly strong here team here in compare, you know, relative to the other counties? Yeah. yeah, like like we were competitive. I said we played eight eight matches. We were competitive in we played nine, sorry, practice matches. We were competitive in eight of them. Dublin gave us a bit of a trim in one evening up in UCD. But other than that, like we, we beat Wexford in the practice match. We barely lost to Kilkenny. Um you know, we, we drew with Cork, we drew with Galway. Um, you know, so the results were good. We lost by a few points to Clare. We played Limerick twice, actually beat him once, lost once. So we knew we knew we were there, thereabouts. Um, we had, weren't far off. And if we could get it right and get a bit of a run going, we were kind of, you know, we're confident enough that we could rattle these lads. And, you know, we needed that bit of luck in the two matches, especially against Wexford and against Kilkenny. Um, but we got it, I suppose, and, and the lads believed in this. They're going. But they're a confident bunch, now, I have to say. These minor lads. Yeah. As someone who's been around Leash Hurling for a long time, it must be some experience to be part of a management and a team that, that wins two big games like that, like beating Wexford and beating Kilkenny. Like beating one of them would be great, but beating two of them to qualify for Leinster one, it just must be some buzz. Oh, that's fantastic. Like, you know, I've, I've been on, I, I remember I was on a Leash under 21 team a few years ago that it was big hype about, and we played Kilkenny in this, I think it could have been the semi final of Leinster, and we were pint up going into injury time and end up losing by four, you know, and it was it, it was them kind of games that you think, oh God, will we ever, you know, get one over Kilkenny or get one over the Wexfords? And as you said, to get to, to get over two of them this year has been absolutely fantastic now. And I suppose we're looking forward to this Offaly game on Monday night now. And you know, that'd really be the, the cherry on top if we could pull I, this off on Monday night. Yeah, like I think that the entire country knows how like um, hot this Offaly team are. Like they're incredibly highly rated, and Offaly have fallen on very hard times. But God, this team are supposed to be the business altogether. Yeah, they're they're fantastic. Now, in fairness, them like they're they're star studded throughout. Um, and talking about practice matches throughout the year, like they wouldn't they wouldn't play any team in Leinster in a practice match. They went to Munster for all their practice matches, and not only did they go down there to play them, they went down there and hammered them. They hammered Cork. They bit tipped by twelve points. I think we see Tipper. Our Munster champions at the moment, and um, they beat Galway, which is meant to be a very strong Galway team as well. Um, but you know, they, they, they're as I said, stars to the throw. James, if James Mann, their fullback, he's probably the best fullback in the country. He's he's outstanding. There's a half back line, Breakin Cavan, a centre back. They have Tara Guinan, Donald Shirley, um, very strong half back line. Then Dan Ravenhill is their, their captain and main talisman, I suppose. And then Screeny, Adam Screeny in the corner. And then you know, not only they're the main two forwards, but Shane Rigney, Niall Furlong, Connor Dial, uh, Lee Cavan, that kind of goes up there a bit, Cahill Robinson, and they're, they're stars to the throat of lads that will work really hard and, and can take a score if the opportunity presents as well, but definitely Ravenhill and, and Screeny. Screeny's a different class now altogether. He's, he's top, yeah. top notch. Yeah, Kilcormac Kalahi, man. And I saw a few of them playing, Rigney and Furlong and uh, Shirley all were playing with the minor footballers and they played against Dublin last night and they're good, good, excellent footballers as well. Um, I don't, there's no odds. They don't, they don't allow odds betting on minor matches anymore. People uh, <laughs> out about that, but uh, I'd say if there was odds, would Offaly be hot favourites? Ah, they would. It have to be like even though you've team. beaten Kenny and Wexford, like yeah, yeah. But you know, as I said, there. I know practice matches aren't much to go by, but they're hammering everybody. They they gave Dublin a nice trimming last weekend, and Dublin were fancying themselves for getting to a Leinster final and maybe possibly winning the Leinster final. Dublin beat Kilkenny, um, didn't they? Dublin beat Kilkenny, down yeah. in Nolan Park, actually, yeah, yeah. That was a very tight group you now, with that, that Tier yeah. 1 group. Um, but it's interesting, actually, you know, a Tier 1 team in the final now. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, that, that system has been great, obviously, as you said. Um, and, and our own lads, the leash lads, like, look, they're, they're you know, we, we like Ben Deegan has got the headlines the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, Jerry Quinlan got, got the win in goal the previous week. Like, we do, um, you know, there, there is a, a nice splattering of quality young leash players there as well. Ah, there is, God, there is. And like, we've, we've been saying it after every match we've played so far. You know, the, the lads on the field are doing super work and they're getting the results. But, you know, we, we have a very strong panel there and the lads that are, you know, from 1 to 34, like our training sessions have been excellent. We trained there Tuesday night, a really, really tough session now. And, you know, we, we go out in at the, at the end, we go out a game and, you know, the, the, the lads the, the lads are from 24, 34. They're not just there to make up the numbers. They're, they're pushing for places on the panel. You, you know, we've used, I think, over 20, 22 or 23 different players so far in the championship this year. So, you know, it's been brilliant for development-wise for the lads as well to see kind of the structure, see what's needed um, to bring down these big counties. And, you know, they, they've produced so far and we're hoping for one more push on one night it's, now. It's as great well. now. It's in, it's in a more park, like a home. Like you've played your last, this will be your fourth home game. Um, that, that's a nice, like the kind toss went in your favour. It's a nice little bonus. It is a lovely bonus now. And, you know, I heard you talking on your podcast during the week and Alan was predicting between ten and fifteen thousand there, more than night. Alan, Alan, Alan's, Alan's, uh, Alan's a bit like Father Dougal Maguire with his crowd destination <laughs> stuff. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I'd say like if, if it was six to ten thousand there, I think it'd be an absolutely fantastic atmosphere. Um, and I think it is going to be a, a fantastic atmosphere. It's live on TG Four. Um, you know, it'll be the weather's looking good, and anyone I've talked, to, I've, I've anyone I've talked to around Leash, they're all going to it. There must um, be incredible first, goodwill towards you. Like, if we do any story on the minor hurlers now on site, like, if if it doesn't get five hundred likes, we're in. We're very disappointed. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's 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 been phenomenal now. I have to say, um, throughout the start of the throughout the year, really, and you know, even um, I suppose you know, we went down to to Waterford on a training day, um, there a few weeks back, and you know, coming back up, we were going through Ballyhale. Actually, we stopped off and and laid a read there at Ballyhale for Paul Shefflin and. In fairness, his sister contacted us and, you know, she wished us the best and she said, you know, she wished the leash miner the best and she she sent a message from Henry and from a few different people around Kenny thanking us for it and wishing us the best, you know. So it has been an incredible amount of goodwill from outside the county even towards this minor group and I said they're a great, great bunch of lads um, but, you know, led by an excellent manager and management team I suppose with Qualter and, and Tom Brennan and McGrath and Tyg and and the rest of them there. Yeah, Tom Hassett and yourself. Tell us just a bit before Hassett, we Laura, finish up. The, 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 as well. the, the, the management team. Um, what, what's it like? Like obviously Derek McGrath's high profile. What is Derek McGrath's role in the setup? Like so, Declan Qualter is the manager and highly rated, and everyone has has good things to say about Declan. What, what's Derek's uh, role in the setup? Yeah, so Derek is is coach slash selector on the setup. So, um, very structured structured trainings um, and Declan Qualter would have them well organised but you know it'd be very much so broken down we'd start off um, you know Derek might take 20 minutes hand him over to me for 10 minutes over to Tyg for 10 back to Derek for 10 me for 20 the next day it could be it's very much split up and kind of evenly trans, uh, transparent around it but you know in fairness Derek he's there every single night he's the first man to train and if we're training at 6 o'clock I'll show up at half 5 and Derek will be there He'll be there before me. He'll have all the cones on the field. Um, he'll be ready to go at quarter past five, like which is phenomenal. Coming from Waterford every day of the week, never misses a session. Um, 
and he's fully committed now and he's been excellent the boys love him as you can imagine he's he's hurling and he's he's trainings are top class the intensity levels are phenomenal like and he he's very good for switching drills so he could have he won't just have set up one area of the field he could have five or six different sections set up and within the 20 minutes it'll be four minutes here at full intensity jog it down here four minutes on we go four minutes and you know in fairness the lads they really responded to that and they they put everything in the transitions um but yeah he, now he's been sensational now and he's been great to have around the place and hopefully Leash can keep him for a few more years because he's whatever he's doing, he's definitely doing it right. It must, must be great for like yourself and Tig or two sort of younger coaches in the setup, and you're both involved with other teams. And that must be great to learn from someone like Derek McGrath, like who is so highly rated on a national level. Like, I'm sure that, that's the benefit of bringing someone like him in that you, you, you learn from and take the ideas elsewhere around the county. Yeah, it's been absolutely fantastic. And I suppose when we were, you know, we were we went in a few years ago to meet to meet with, um, Declan and Derek and and all the, the management team and the kind of thing was like you know we have Derek McGrath for a few years learn as much as you can off him and keep it within the county you know Derek's not going to stay around leash forever it'd be great if he did but you know he's probably going to end up with a senior inter-county team next year the year after I'd imagine and you know if, what, what we've learned is was we try and keep it in the county and try and improve the lads but you know it all comes back down to then the lads performing on it and they have done that and as you said this is our sixth match in a row whether we win it or lose it, we're guaranteed at least another two games, possibly three games. You know, and if we reach the other in the final, it could be four, which are looking a little... Here, you, if we finish up here, you've been you've been telling the management team all year long that you're going to be in a Leinster final. That's, that's what, that's what makes all. you a good pundit, Damien. <laughs> <laughs> I've been saying it all year, and I, I'm kind of the man now that, that susses out the opposition, and I've been looking, you know, I've, I've got all the videos of the, the Kilkenny's and the Wexfords, and I've watched two or three matches each week. Uh, during school, I shouldn't be saying that now, but <laughs> during an hour sixth year religion class, or something you know. But um, but I, I, I watching watching the other teams and watching us, I knew there's not nothing hectic between us. There's there's you know there's not a gap saying oh geez, we're going to get beaten here this week or whatever. So yeah, no, I've I've been saying it all year. I think we can I think we can take these and depending on the draw, I think we can get to a Leinster final. And and that was the I won't say the joke all year, but you know the kind of the crack around the dressing room and eventually we've done it. So. We're delighted oh, to get there. Le- Leinster final Monday night against Offaly and Amore Park. Want to wish you the very best of luck. The county is behind you and it's one of these, like, when a Leash team goes well, it's just a great buzz and a great vibe. So look, Damien, and the Leash man- management and team, best of luck to you on Monday night against Offaly. Thanks very much, Stephen. So that was our pal, Damien. Alan, he was sort of in business uh, mode. Now, he was good. He was, as I was joking to Damien, he, he was great crack as a pundit, but he has to take it more seriously now as, uh, <laughs> when he's on the other side of the fence. But uh, um, fair play to the management. Obviously, Declan Qualter is the manager and they have a great backroom team that includes Derek McGrath and obviously Damien spoke highly there of Derek. Um, Tyg Dorn and Damien, who would be similar vintage, um, they would probably played County Minor themselves back in the, I say the early 2000s would be their era. And uh, Tom Brennan is part of the backroom team. Tomas Hassett does sort of some of the strength and conditioning work with them. Um, hoping that probably I'm leaving people out, but they're a serious yeah, team. Um, Tim Bonham is the team secretary. Brian O'Sullivan is doing the uh, the video. James Brennan is doing the stats, and Laura Langton is doing the physio. And they were all there on Tuesday evening when uh, when I was present. Um, and and it was a great session by all accounts. And look, from our point of view, these lads have done incredible already and no matter what happens on Monday evening they're still guaranteed 
uh, more matches because if they win, obviously they go straight to another round semi-final as Leinster champions. If they lose, they win to a round robin with uh, Clare, who lost a penalty shootout. God, I hope it doesn't finish in a penalty shootout. Uh, they lost. I watched that. That was oh, it was horrible. I I don't understand. No, I know. Look, I know. Uh, people were saying about um, uh, you know about penalties and and that. I wonder though, could somebody have said, "Look, we'll come back and play Monday evening." I mean, I I don't know what the what the rush was, but then look, if it's in the rules, it's in the rules. Um, the thing is, for, next for Saturday, young... next Saturday is the first round of the the round robin yeah. stage. Um, yeah. like, I don't have a massive problem with penalties. I don't. There, there. It's it's like leaving cert. It's it's horrible, but you have to do it. Yeah, horrible, but it's not unfair. It's not yeah. unfair. You know, yeah. like the penalty, like this thing about young players as well. What happens? Like the tip player scored an equalising free in that match. If he to miss it, mm. you know, well, it's horrible to ask a young player to try and score an equalising free. Well, sure. Then if you keep going back, what do we want to go back to? To non-competitive, like, is that what you want to yeah. keep oh, going yeah, back yeah, yeah. to? And the other yeah. thing is, like, oh, it's horrible putting that pressure on players. Like, can you imagine being a young fella who gets to score a penalty in a monster final in a penalty shootout? Mm. Like, that's brilliant. For what an experience, day. like. The temporary you know, goalkeeper made a made a made some wonderful saves. Yeah. He's the son of somebody. Pop, he's, the son, pop he's, son, he's the son of Fergal Horgan, the referee, who would have played ah, with Tipperary yeah. himself. Yeah. Yeah, I knew I had that somewhere in my head already. I know yeah. look, I watched it because uh, again I, I laughed. I thought of you saying that there should be an app uh, for penalties. <laughs> but uh, somebody somebody tweeted it and I just happened to I was on TG Carter and I turned it over and uh, and I got the penalty shootout. I actually felt sorry though for the Clare goalkeeper because he saved the first penalty, and uh, they insisted he was off his line. Yeah, which is now, I couldn't see much difference in what he did versus what the Tipperary fella did for the penalties he saved. The only difference was the Tipperary lad started behind the line and jumped out, whereas the Clare lad probably started on the line and jumped forward. Um, and look, and, and then in a lot of cases in GA as well, they don't have a goal line. It's all muck. <laughs> so, uh, how do you decide which is the goal line or which isn't? But uh, yeah. yeah, anyway, look. If, if do, do you think lose... for goalkeepers, do you think for goalkeepers, like, so there's no pressure on a goalkeeper in a penalty shootout? No, you no, know? especially in Harlan. Yeah. <laughs> definitely not expected to save anything in Harlan. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah. so look, if they, if they do lose, they will have those games against Clare and Galway. Uh, if they win into an into another semi final, another, another people who might be sort of tuning in that haven't been following the progress of a minor hurling team, which would be entirely understandable. Leash did play awfully in the group stage, lost to them by three points. The, the the groups were done in such a way that you were guaranteed. The, the groups were really only a seeding. Sort of the higher up you finished, the, the further you went into the knockout championships. So Leash had to go into a preliminary quarter final. Scraped by Westmead and then bet Wexford and Kilkenny on successive weekends. This is their sixth week in a row. Um, I know regardless of what ever happens this evening, they've had a great run of it and they still have plenty of hurling to play, but you just hope it's a battle and goes down to where it's going to be a big crowd. Awfully or shit hot, we believe. Um, Leash's record in these Leinster finals over the years, if there's never, like, you know, the under-21s were in Leinster final in 2012, 10 years ago, the minors in 2013, Kilkenny beat them badly in Croke Park. We haven't been competitive in these big finals when we, on the rare occasions at least have got them. I hope this one goes down to the wire. I just like for for everyone's sake concerned, um, because it should be a good occasion. And if it goes down to the wire and there's a big leash crowd at it, it'll be a great buzz. Um, so anyway, all we can do is wish the best of luck to these lads. They've done their county and their club and their families proud. Um, and and they'll have a county behind them this evening. And hopefully, 
Um, you know, they will give us plenty to shout about. So uh, from, from Leash today and probably sort of speaking on behalf of the county, I don't think we're over stepping the mark there. The very best of luck to them. Yeah. All right. Uh, sort of going to a sort of a different, staying on Hurland, but going back to sort of a different tempo. The seniors were badly beaten by Galway on Saturday evening. 2.37. What a score 2.37 is to 21 points. 22 points in it. Uh, I was at this one. Was it? Nice enough crowd, huge Galway crowd at it, and they were they brought a great atmosphere. They were noisy. The referee beaten Kilkenny there two weeks ago, um, the Shefflin there, you know, I suppose nice Saturday evening, five o'clock at you know they were going to be home early regardless of what, and they roared and shouted at everything and uh, cheered every sub that came off. Now there was a small leash crowd there, which isn't unsurprising, you know, uh, but. Leash they got a dreadful start. There were nine points to one down after nine minutes. It was like it was bang, 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 point. Frequency final played as sweeper. Galway point to load from distance. Now they were they had goal undermined in the first 10 minutes as well. But they were the pace, the tempo, the aggression that they brought to it was just unbelievable. But from the 10th minute to half time, Leash played quite well. Like it, they got it back to three points coming up to half time. Paddy Purcell scored three billion points from play. Chad Wire scored three great points from play. And uh, and Roland got a free, and James Keyes got a couple of points before half time. They played really well in the first half. Uh, to me, this is the third time in a row I'd seen them. I didn't see them against Dublin. It was the best I've seen them play. You know, there was something to show. The day against Wexford, the weather was bad. They did very little. They hardly scored, they only scored one point from play that day. You know, they were much better the other day. Um, they competed fairly well. And, they got stuck into them. Then now the, the disappointing part of it is Chad Wire went off with a hamstring injury and Mark Downham went off with a hamstring injury. And in yeah. the end, you know, like Galway got five points after half time. And like you can't switch off. If you have a down period as a team like Leash trying to make the step up, a team like Galway are just going to punish it. Like Galway bet Kilkenny the last day. You know, they're recent All Ireland champions, as Cheddar had said, and we'll hear from Cheddar. Um but the end, you know, two thirty seven, what a score, twenty two points. Wexford Wexford drew only drew with Westmead. Now, that was a great result for Westmead, but it doesn't change a massive amount. Leash still have to beat Westmead next week. A draw will be enough for Westmead. A draw will be enough. There was only a, there was very little between them last year when they played in the relegation. There was only a point in it when they played in the league relegation game. Back in Port Leash again. There's not going to be much in it. Leash have a lengthy injury list. Um, but I tell you, like, if the, the, there were some negatives, and they do have a long injury list. As, you know, like, so you've now Chad Ware, Mark Dowling, and a picky Mar, Willie Dunphy. Um, Jordan Walsh Jeremy Conway John Lennon is mentioned as injured Liam O'Connell he was listening to the programme but he's mentioned as well as, as being injured as well so you're talking 8-9 players there might be some of them back Mossy Keys come on I don't think Mossy Keys has played senior for Cameras he's played Fitzgibbon Cup Leash under no, 20 no. and he came on and he was at really lively he scored a good point Pori Dunn made his debut um, Kieran Byrne came on and, 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 and made an appearance again Um if Leash can bring that sort of energy and aggression and pride that they played with on Saturday, they'll have a chance against Westmead. Um, different argument whether the, the format if Championship Susan has been through that. But it was a horrible to lose by 20. That's three games in a row now they've lost by 20 plus points. Um, but I think it was the best of those three games that they played. You know, So I know you're. it's a bit of a futile conversation when you're talking about that margin of defeat. But to me, it was by far the best they've played in those three games. Uh, yeah. His record in these games where they have to pull it out of the fire over the last couple of years is, is quite good. Like they beat Antrim in the uh, in the championship relegation game last year. 
they beat them again this year when uh, when league relegation was at stake. They beat Westmeath last year in the league relegation game when when the game the same thing was 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 on the line. Um, and even going back prior to that, they beat Lisa Kerry and Carlo in relegation games um, in recent times yeah. as well. And tough games, like they've gone through them. Now, you sail so close. There is an argument, reason. though, that you play with fire so many times and eventually you get burned. Yeah. And, you know, you would worry that, like, Westmeath seemed very competitive with Wexford. With 14 men for the last, I listened to that on the radio, did 14 men for the last 20 minutes or 15 minutes. Um, and by all accounts, deserved a draw. Wexford were far, far too strong for Leash when we played them a couple of weeks ago. I losing Cha on top of what's already missing. Is this going to be a bridge too far for them this time? Yeah, could 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 be. Um, the only thing is, like, I don't think I do still think like Ched, Cheddar. To be fair to him, has a good record in these type of games. As you do this group of Leash players, I don't think I like. I do think. They probably have kept something in reserve. I know they put in a huge effort on Saturday. I do think they'll have something up their sleeve uh, for, for for next week. And I, I'll give them every chance. But as you said, if you play with fire too often, you'll get burnt. Or you, see, you know, all these cliches, you sail too close to the wind, etc. Um, but look, it's, it's it's a big game. Like, the, the championship structure are another debate. Like, staying up to go through those type of beatings again next year isn't much what now you'd want to be you know get your full panel but we always have this argument like every county has injuries you know Limerick have a fierce lot of injuries at the moment Tipperary have a massive amount of injuries um, you know so I don't is it, is it next year like Antrim come up from the Joe McDonough Cup and next year is all about damage limitation against the big teams and to beat Antrim to stay up again like is that it's it's a, it's a sort of a vicious cycle anyway we'll hear from Cheddar and we'll come up and round, we'll come back and round up the rest of the the, 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 the news then Leading after that, I suppose, 12-8 at half-time. We didn't half-time happy enough. They obviously had a five-minute blitz at the start of the second half and just pulled away down the end. But we just marked a commentary. Manful performances all over the field. Yeah, but we thought that as well. Um, you know, clearly our focus, even prior to this game, you know, was on the next half of this game. But, you know, clearly the performance today, um, you know, we wanted that competitiveness to be able to build that next Saturday. And we, we certainly felt that we got that. Um, um, and look, I suppose look there were some downsides. It just looks like we've lost Charlie and Mark Dwyer now for next or Mark Down, should I say, for next week. And you know, that's just adds to the number that we have already. I suppose that's the downside to being competitive at that stage. And I think maybe when they went off, um, we probably lost a little bit of edge, but you know, you've got to give credit to Galway as well, you know, they're decent all Ireland champions. Um, and when they get a run on you and their ability to be able to score from distance or inside, you know, that they had to have a lot really, really long going from it. Even when you look at the the uh, quality of the substitutions that they bring in and the threat that they bring in there, um, you know, sort of, sort of says enough about it. But look, I'm, I'm really, really um, interested in our own team this week. Our focus really is on next Saturday. Um, you know, the winner of that game is going to stay in unless your championship, the losers are out of it. Um, and that's how, how important it is. Um, so, that, you know, that's what we'll be working on this week. And I, I, I felt that, that we were... Um, you know, just we talked to our own stats people at half time, and actually a lot of the the play stats were actually in our favour, including our own puckouts and a lot of that. Um, so there's a lot that we can take um, positives, I suppose, to, to you know some bright or some bright performances from players as well, particularly the back line um, that we can take into the game next week. But you know, the game next week it'll take a life of its own. Really, it's going to be one of those type of games that 
um, you know, the winner takes it all, and generally speaking, that comes down to, you know, savage work rate and all of that. So, just back to your initial point, Tomas, I just thought that our work rate was good, particularly in the first half. We, we obviously slipped out of the game in the second half, and that's been a little bit of a feature um, of a lot of the games, you know, some of the games were big scoring as it was today against us, but look, hurling has gone like that to an extent anyway, I've said this a number of times before. Uh, that sometimes when teams get a run on you know, it's now 10-15 point beating. I mean, we saw that with Tipperary last Sunday that they were leading, but that towards the end of the game, and yet there was 9 or 10 points in, it in the end. Um, but I think it's a little bit of a feature of us. We just seem to um, maybe you know back off a little bit in energy levels and all of those things um, at a crucial stage at the start of the second half, put a few points on it, then the gap gets too big and we're not able to pull it back. Um, but, you know, I, I, I'm not interested in um, excuses, but any reasonable person that follows hurling would also recognise that if you're missing seven, eight, nine of your starting 15 on your team, any team, even, even if it's Galway or any of them, um, would just find it difficult to stay strong in situations like that. Um, the challenge for us and for, for Leash obviously is next Saturday. Um, we just need to get all of those things right um, and you know, come in very with high energy into the game and, and go win that match because look, winners going to take on next Saturday. I suppose well, the fixture list was was put in front of you at the start of the year. The West Mead game realistically was always going to be the one when it would probably come down to it. It's a cup final, isn't it? Like, yeah, no, I, I disagree with you here tomorrow, so to be honest with you. Um, prior to the championship, um, you know, we didn't have the most brilliant league, but we, 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 we were trained really well. And I've continued to train really well. I think we'd fought in the field here training with really, really good hurling during the week. Um, and we had. You know, we we know where we are. We we're, we're involved in these hurling a long time. We know where these hurling is, um, and we felt that we had the beatings of some teams, but even the other teams that we take them right down to the wire, and we still feel that. Um, but I'm thinking even just going into the first uh, game against Dublin, um, probably the two best forwards in Leash were Picky and and Willie Dunphy um, here in Leash in, in club hurling for the last couple of years, and probably the best man marker was maybe Liam McConway. Um, and then we came out of Dublin, missing Podge Conway, um, and missing Roddy King for for a couple of matches. Um, you know, and like they're they're serious blows to take. Um, I don't really really have to commend the resilience of the players. Um, couldn't say enough about them to be honest with you, because I, I'm following hurling and involved in hurling a long time, and I'm not too sure there's a whole lot of other counties. We're in the Premier League of hurling, and some of the teams we're playing could very well go on and win the All Ireland this year. They're that's the quality team we're playing. Um, and I have to really commend the resilience of the players to, to stay going. Um, and that's why I think next week is really, really important for the team that um, there's a lot of young hurlers really in a minor final here on Monday night, under 20s had a good result. Uh, some of them are in with this, but there's a lot of talent there to, to, to work with. And, and uh, just so really important now that we get our team out in the field next Saturday um, and go away and win this match. When you mention all the injuries, Cheddar, is there any chance of having any of them fellas back? Uh, it's, it's, it's some of them are definitely out. Um, I'm just thinking, I mean, Willie Dunphy, Podge Delaney, uh, Dermot Conway, Jordan Walsh, they're all out definitely next Sunday. Um, Picky Marr didn't come in today. Um, actually, I've, I have forgotten about Liam, Liam um, O'Connell, who was out today as well. We're just hoping to get him back, but like, that's very, very risky. Charlie and and um, Mark Dowling are out hamstring injuries and they are just, you know, we know what they're like. Uh, they're just difficult to get right. Uh, John Lennon is definitely out. Um, you know, so so that's just where we are. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm looking at a real positive uh, side of that. 
because it would, it would have been other times when that would have just simply capsized you. Um, but it's not doing it to us. They say, oh, we're beaten today. I know we're well beaten here last, the last day. But I would guarantee you, if you were to take that number out of Wexford or out of Galway today, but, you know, the result might be on the other foot. Um, so uh, the real positive part of that is that we've strengthened depth in the panel and we've worked on that from the start of the year. And we have it now and we've got some young players to to fill in for that. And, you know, they have their whole careers ahead of them. If you look at the day Paragon came in for his first championship match, um, he was playing on Conor Whelan um, and then they decided to take off Conor Whelan with Jason Flynn on him and he still handled himself really well never gave up, stuck to his task and worked really, really hard um, you know, so, so that all, I, I regard those as all positives um, and certainly, you know, a lot of positive things to work with and that's what we want to take away from the day certainly the competitiveness of the team uh, right throughout until Galway got a run in as their second half um, I'd be quite happy with it and we need to take that in and, you know, drive it even further next Saturday because Westmead are going to come here going in to, to, to stay in that championship the same as we are um, so we've got to be ready and we've got to be prepared for it We've seen huge games here in the Moorpark chat over the ground has been a 16th man. Obviously, Galway brought a huge crowd here today, but are you hoping that 16th man comes back to Moorpark next Saturday to, to drive your legs over the line? Yeah, that would be great, uh, Tomas, but I'm also realistic enough to know that um, you know when you're um, on a run and you have momentum behind you, and um, you know, be, you're being super competitive and go, games go down to the wire, you know, crowds just follow you. That's just natural. Uh, uh, way things are all, always are um, but yeah look I would like that I would like uh, Lee's hurling people to get in behind the team um, I think if they, if all of the new um, you know the work that these guys put in despite what has been thrown against them um, they would they would they would definitely get in behind and support them and I, I suppose I would say that anyway to Moss um, you know Lee's supporters support their team regardless and um, you know I'd certainly like to see that again um, next Saturday it would be really really important to us Perfect. That was Cheddar again. He's always engaging in interviews, Alan. He gives um, good uh, good interviews after matches. You were chatting to him after the game the other evening. Uh, not much more. They play Westmead this Saturday evening uh, in in a Moor Park. I think it's six o'clock on Saturday. Look, we'll we'll probably chat. We'll, we might preview it properly closer to the weekend. Quickly, um, club games. Qu- quick shout out to Clannad before we move off hurling. They won the Division Five Leinster yeah. League. Doesn't get much bigger their, than that. Their first title. In nine years, the their last silverware was a Division Two uh, league success in, in two thousand and thirteen. Yeah, in Leash. That was probably Division um, Three, though, like the third division. I doubt it was Division Two. <laughs> I don't know. I was told Division Two. Uh, yeah, probably. Um. So One. yeah, no, no, yeah. very good. Look, they've, they've added in some players. Jack Ahern has come up from from minor level. Matthew Good has come up from minor level. Yeah, Leamson. Yeah, um, very impressive. Barry Cormac. Um, Gary, Barry Cormack played Christy Ring Cup final for Kildare a couple of years ago and was taking freeze for them at that stage. He was excellent. He he's a serious serious acquisition for that level. He, how, he how, how, how did he end up in Clannad? I have no idea, but I'd say they're delighted with him and um, he's a very very good hurler. And Big Dan, Big Dan McCormack, I'd say uh, Clannad got what did they get? Five goals. Um, he was uh, six goals. He was involved in four of them. Scored one, set up the other three. Every time the ball went into him, he was either fouled or stuck. Excellent. Really, really good signing for them. So that, those couple of players make a big difference to them. And all of a sudden now, from me saying that they'd be relegated last year, I give them a chance this year now in the intermediate grade. 
Okay, yeah, well, I, well, I hope I hope this time around you you, you appear in the Clannad AGM uh, report on on a good note. Never. <laughs> <laughs> you I think you were named personally last year in the in the uh, Clannad AGM report. We still haven't got to the bottom of how Dan McCormick was able to play hurling in Kildare and football in Leash. Like, that's I don't know. There's something there's something a bit dodgy there. Ash, that's all in the past month. That was 2021. We're in 2022 water, now. Water all, the bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Can exactly. haven't done anything wrong? It was Ross Bierkow who did. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, we'll talk quickly about club football. We're almost out of time and we're going to stick to our time. Friday night last yeah. was very exciting. So Division 1A, the, the club league section is 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 has been a, a roaring success, this reformat of the league, and we've more to come. So the, the final round took place last weekend. Division 1A, and we'll have to rattle through these quickly because Zoom have put a limit on us, the miserable whores. We used to be able to talk for as long as we wanted to. But uh, Greg topped the division, Port second. I think Port are wobbling a bit. I think I, th- I know the lads to come back, but I see a few cracks appearing. Maybe it could, could be wrong further down the line. Josephs have just like transformed. They're scoring huge scores, finished third in the league, or maybe they're fourth. Oh, Dempsey's good, good league team, top four. That you know that they're in, in the top wow. four in Leash now. Um, we were wrong, we were wrong. Uh, and then Port Leash, Emo, Court, and Ballyrona in the bottom four, and they'll all play off for relegation. The bottom four oh, points reset, and they play off for relegation. The top four play off for the league final, and top two is the league final. Division one B was where all the excitement was, and. Went down to Stradbury, finished top. Stradbury are showing good form. I know it's only one B or the second division. Six wins from seven. Yeah, fair level of consistency, fair play to them. But four teams then finished on eight points. The Heat, Clunacy, Rosanalis, and Collection. And the Heat had a big win over Rosanalis. I was at that one and they went through. They actually finished second. They won their last three games. Talk about finding form at the right time. Um, then it was Rosanalis, despite that beat the Heat, they had enough scoring points. Then Clunasley and Collection finished level on points difference, but Clunasley go through because they scored more. And oh, the, or sorry, Collection go through because they scored more. So and 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 Clunasley end up in the bottom section and that's fight relegation. Yeah, horrible. And when I was at Collection and Artist Colleen, and it was great sport because we were trying to get work out the points difference and the subs were going on and there were certain Colleen players were saying they need seven points, lads. They need seven points. Don't let them score. And uh, it was great sport. And Collection had a, had a very outside chance of going through, but their main yeah. motivation was to stop Collection going through, essentially. Their neighbours, like, yeah. <laughs> when the game ended, Collection were out. Um, The Strabby Clunas game was still going on, and they were out by a pint. And then Strabby got a free seven minutes into injury time, kicked it, and uh, all of a sudden Collection were back in. So I had, to, I, had to, I had to run down to the Collection players to tell them they were back in, because I told them they were gone. So now that we're back, and uh, yeah, no, fantastic system. Fair play to whoever come up with it. Uh, really good, and I'm looking forward to the next stage of it now as well. We're out of time. Over and out. Good luck. God bless. Goodbye. The Leash Today Talking Sport Podcast. Brought to you in association with Booth Concrete. Booth Concrete provide high-quality concrete products to Leash and the surrounding counties. Thinking concrete, think Booth Concrete, when quality matters.